You're listening to Tom Swarbrick on LBC. It is a Friday, it is 10 to 6, so it is that time. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, one week ago, the White House was basking in the glory of passing the midpoint of what Joe Biden hopes will be just his first term in office. Yes, we are halfway through. And an administration videographer joined the president and the vice president at their White House lunch date last Friday. As they waited for their cheeseburgers, the talk quickly turned to how much they say they've accomplished. What do you think? I think we're off to a pretty good start. I think we're off to a great start. Hard to believe it's two years, huh? Well, just remember where we started and all that was happening in our country. And I think the thing that has motivated us is the resilience, the determination of the American people. Yeah, they stuck with us. The string quartet, I should note, wasn't actually there. They added it to the video later. The president's approval rating, of course, remains at a stubbornly low 42%. And 70% of voters say they don't want him to seek a second term in the Oval Office including a clear majority of his fellow Democrats. But for them, Kamala Harris appeared to have some bad news as she took time to assure Joe Biden that he's up to the task. I I wish people could see what I see sometimes. I've been in the Oval Office with you when the cameras are there and mostly when the cameras are not. And what you have singularly done based on who you are, and I mean this in all sincerity, to bring together nations, allies in the world, and you bring folks together in a bipartisan way, uniquely. Well, you're very You've been an incredible leader these last two years. They're going to need more baby oil. As the two of them formed that mutual admiration society, they could not know that within hours there would be multiple shocking incidents that have again demonstrated there is much unfinished business in the nation that they lead. The first one came last Saturday. Additional units requested multiple victims, gunshot wounds. You have 10 unresponsive inside. When officers arrived on scene, they observed numerous individuals pouring out of the location, screaming. A dance studio in Monterey Park, just outside Los Angeles, was the scene of the first mass shooting to stun California this week. A Lunar New Year celebration was targeted by a 72-year-old Chinese immigrant whose motive for killing 11 people and injuring nine others remains a mystery. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as police closed in on him, but only after he was overpowered when he entered a second dance studio and encountered its manager, 26-year-old Brendan Say. There was a moment I actually froze up because I was, I had the belief that I was going to die. He told his heroic story to NBC. Something amazing happened in the miracle, actually. He he started to uh, try to prep his weapons so he could shoot everybody. But then it came, it dawned on me that this was the moment to disarm him. I could do something here that could protect everybody. In one shove, I kind of just pushed him away and then quickly aimed the gun at him and shouted, go away, I'm shoot. Get out here, go. And the gunman did. Brendan Say's actions saved his own life and countless others. As California's Governor Gavin Newsom was visiting the wounded in hospital, he was interrupted by aides who told him of another mass shooting in the state, this time in Half Moon Bay, 25 miles south of San Francisco. The unlikely target, a mushroom farm where a 66-year-old Chinese national is accused of killing seven people in what police are calling an act of workplace violence. He was successfully apprehended. This whole America is in 
real peril unless we fundamentally address these issues. Governor Newsom, reeling from the back-to-back mass shootings in his state, passionately pushed back against Republicans who continue to claim it's a mental health issue, nothing to do with the easy availability of assault weapons. There's not a country in the world that doesn't experience behavioral health issues. Not unique to the United States, quite the contrary. What's unique is these large-capacity magazine clips that will take down every single one of you in a matter of seconds. These just weapons of pure mass destruction. And the fact that that is not being addressed in this country is comical. It's disgraceful. It's offensive to the senses, to common sense, to dignity. America had no sooner digested the incidents of gun violence in California than our collective attention was redirected to Tennessee. And the announcement yesterday in Memphis that five now-fired police officers are facing murder charges over yet another killing of a black motorist. While each of the five individuals played a different role in the incident in question, the actions of all of them resulted in the death of Tyree Nichols, and they are all responsible. District Attorney Stephen Mulroy announcing the charges that follow a routine traffic stop in Memphis on January the 7th. Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old FedEx employee and skateboarding fan who had been taking photographs of the setting sun, would not live to see it rise again. Those who have seen the video of his killing at the hands of the five officers, all of them black, are bracing the public for its release tonight. David Rausch heads the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. I've been policing for more than 30 years. I've devoted my life to this profession. I'm sickened by what I saw. I've seen the video. In a word, it's absolutely appalling. There are concerns about how the community will react when the video is released tonight. President Biden is urging protesters to remain peaceful. Attorney Ben Crump, a veteran of so many past incidents of police brutality, finds himself representing another grief-stricken family. This was a good kid. His mother said the things that stood out to her about what was his focus in life skateboarding, photography, and computers, and most importantly, being a father. He loved his son. Everything he was trying to do was to better himself as a father for his four-year-old son. What makes this case different is the fact that the police accused of killing an innocent black man are themselves black. Veteran civil rights leader, the Reverend Al Sharpton, speaking on MSNBC. If we don't stand up and hold black cops to the same accountability, then we are fighting white police brutality, not fighting police brutality. When blacks engage in profiling, when whites engage in profiling, they need to not only be fired, they need to be prosecuted. The sound there of a new chapter beginning in the struggle to understand what on earth is wrong with policing in America. A new chapter also started this week with regard to U.S. foreign policy. Today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. President Biden unveiling a major U-turn to resolve furious arguments with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. He said he would only send German tanks to Ukraine if the Americans sent theirs as well. And after weeks of tension, Washington caved. Will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. 
The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. <clears throat> They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. A big reversal, that one. The U.S. previously said the Abrams tanks were too complex for deployment in the Ukrainian theatre. The U.K.'s challenges, of course, had already been pledged. Unfinished business was the theme of this American week for all the talk over that White House lunch table last Friday of how much the Biden-Harris administration has achieved the last seven days, Tom, have offered a searing reminder of the unresolved problems stacking up in America's inbox. From Washington, D.C., Simon Marks, American Week.